Welcome to Real Time, the podcast for and about realtors brought to you by the Canadian Real Estate Association. I'm your host, Erin Davis, and we're so glad you joined us today for what we think is going to be an informative and heartfelt chat. As Canadians, many of us consider ourselves to be sustainable consumers. A confusion around the topic can be a barrier to progress. So on this episode of Real Time, IKEA Canada CFO Jeffrey McDonald helps us examine consumer sentiment towards sustainability, a word and concept we're really going to delve into, as well as what companies should consider when crafting a meaningful sustainability strategy, including how to educate their customers on its impact. It was IKEA founder, the late Ingvar Kamprad, who said, no method is more effective than the good example. And that's a great leaping off point today for our conversation. Welcome to Real Time, Jeffrey. Can I call you Jeff? Absolutely. Okay. Would you start off by telling us a bit about your role at IKEA Canada? Yeah, for sure. I've had the privilege of leading the Chief Financial Office Organization for Canada, um, which is actually a bit of a misnomer in the sense that the the organization is much broader than than the title suggests. It encompasses not only our fi- core financial activities, uh, but also our operations, legal and governance, uh, and business risk and compliance functions. But the, the term CFO is, is also a bit of a misnomer when we talk about measuring our performance as it's beyond a typical financial lens. Mm-hmm. And it's actually something that I'm quite proud of uh, working at IKEA. Uh, performance and, and, and my role as CFO to secure good performance is measured, yes, on the financials, but also on meeting social and environmental objectives. And that very much reflects the fact that we're a purpose-led and mission-driven company. Um, across the organization, we've got a super simple but powerful idea. Create a better everyday life for the many people in all aspects of our business. So with that, we're committed to a set of values that include togetherness, cost consciousness, caring for people and planet, and leading by example. Yes. And as your founder said, no method is more effective than the good example. I just, I love that as sort of a business motto or a mission statement. It's really quite simple, but powerful, isn't it? Absolutely, it is. And it it informs how we want to act in all aspects of our business, whether that be within the organization and, and working with our coworkers, being a good example, but then also outwardly to the rest of our communities to make sure that we're doing the things that we are committed to, the things that we say uh, that we want to do, uh, to truly deliver and ideally be leaders within um, our communities, particularly on the things that matter most to us, being people in Planet Positive, being being sustainable in our operations uh, to help lead the change that we see that needs to be done. Oh, so much of what you're saying is going to resonate with realtors, and I'm so glad we're talking with you today. Sustainability is a big term, maybe even a bit abstract for some, but from a business perspective, Jeff, what do you see it as fundamentally encompassing? Absolutely. It's a, it's a bit of a nebulous term. I agree with you, Aaron. Mm. Um, we know that consumers want to live more sustainably, for sure, in, in our discussions, in the studies that we do. That is absolutely, that comes through clearly. But the key is they often don't know how to do so. Right. And most importantly, how to do it affordably. So um, we see this desire to live more sustainably. And and we see that desire impacting behavior decisions of consumers across the spectrum from the use of materials like plastic, what food is consumed, 
and I think uh, probably most pertinent to those listening here, you know, where people are living, both in terms of their actual dwelling, but also transportation considerations, um, all in the spirit of, of limiting climate footprint. So for us, uh, sustainability is achieving economic growth and positive social impact at the same time, with environmental protection and regeneration key in achieving those elements of growth. So we're, we're focused on three key pillars. Um, it's being circular and climate positive. So those are factoring into our operational considerations, um, becoming fully circular and climate positive by 2030. The second pillar is uh, healthy and sustainable living. And that's to support our customers by giving them inspiration on products and services to allow them to live in an affordable, sustainable life at home. And then the third pillar is fair and equal. And this is how we do business with the suppliers in our communities and around the world to secure sustainability and care for people across our whole value chain from suppliers to co-workers. So why is it important for companies to be purpose-driven, Jeff, with regards to issues like sustainability and social impact? I think there, there are two components to your question in the sense that we see being purpose-driven with respect to sustainability and social impact being so important because that is a fundamental belief uh, for us in being people and planet positive. That's a term that we use at IKEA. Um, it's something we fundamentally believe, and caring for people and planet is one of our core values as a responsible business. It's also very much an expectation of so many consumers, as we've talked about nowadays, mm -hmm. and this is how companies need to operate. But the second component is that if companies or any, any type of business um, are seeking to do positively from a sustainability or people impact perspective, it's really important that it be led as a purpose-driven objective. It's not jumping on the latest trend perspective. And I say that particularly in this space because if there isn't a fundamental underlying purpose attached to doing good sustainably or in terms of social impact, and a deeply felt commitment to it, the sincerity of the efforts will crumble under scrutiny. And we know there's a lot of scrutiny, particularly around uh, the term greenwashing, that if that commitment isn't there, the truly values-driven commitment, then it's really hard to do the hard work uh, to achieve true sustainable change. I think you're talking about authenticity, too, like the message that what comes from the heart goes to the heart. And exactly. people have pretty good radar these days as to what is authentic and what is just towing a company line or, you know, almost virtue signaling that some companies do saying, hey, look over here, look what we're doing. But are you really doing it? And so that's where the authenticity comes in, right? That's exactly right. And it's important that you actually do more than you say. Mm hmm and ensure that certainly the, the commitments that you make, that you are taking the actions that follow through and that people can trust and believe that that is a deeply felt belief that you are doing the things that are important to you and the communities around you. And it really can be shown just from the moment you even pull up into the parking lot at IKEA, which we did a couple weeks ago in Vancouver, where there's EV charging spots right there. And right away you're saying, okay, we're really doing this. We're not just talking about it and having you park and go in the store. We're saying, here you go, charge up your car while you're shopping. So it really is the beginning of the message from the moment that you pull in. And that's really effective. 
Yeah, and, and that's that's an example of our mantra is to make a better everyday life for the many people. And there are so many facets of that. Uh, it's in terms of our products. Uh, it's in terms of uh, the food that we have in our stores, whether that be for eating uh, at the store or taking away. But it's also in terms of the impact that the other aspects of our lives have uh, in our community. So transportation, we want to, as much as possible, um, support customers and co-workers uh, to arrive at our stores um, with sustainable transit options. Mm-hmm. But to the extent that, uh, that people are driving, yes, we've got the uh, EV charging stations, but again, both for customers and co-workers uh, to provide that support to let people live uh, in a more sustainable way. So what does sustainability look like at IKEA? And where did the company's sustainability journey begin? It's not brand new. No, absolutely it isn't, Aaron. It, it truly uh, began at the start of IKEA. The sustainable mindset and both having you know good uh, cost-conscious business that can sustain its operations over the long term and, and over that time do good for people and planet um, was very much in the mind of uh, the founder of IKEA um, and in the community in which the company was founded. And it's a community called Smallland in Sweden. It's actually quite a rocky terrain, but with lots of grass uh, on on top of those rocks. And that land, um, in order for it to be productive farmland, the rocks need to be picked up. And so over centuries, the people in Smallland extract the rocks in order to Uh, be able to have flat and fertile land. And with those rocks, they're not just discarded. They're actually used to create significant rock walls that delineate the different farmland. They delineate uh, and keep the animals in the pastures. So it's very much uh, using a circular mindset to development. And that type of thinking, right from the beginning, uh, has been woven into the considerations of how we now operate uh, as IKEA around the world. And how we inspire the many Canadians and and how we do business and care for people connected with business around the world. So if we look at those pillars that I mentioned before, being circular and climate positive, Mm -hmm. you know, by 2030, it's our ambition to reduce more greenhouse gases than we emit, uh, while also at the same time growing our business. We have wind farms, we have solar panels on many of our units to offset the energy that we consume. So and then we talked about the EV charging as well. Mm-hmm. So we strive for resource and energy independence, uh, securing long-term access to sustainable raw materials, having a positive impact on the communities in which we operate, and using the resources that we have within the limits of the planet. Uh, and if we look at healthy and sustainable living, again, by 2030, our ambition is to inspire and enable more than a billion people to live a better everyday life within the boundaries of the planet. And it's simple solutions that that can inspire the many Canadians to live more sustainably without breaking the bank. Yeah. And then finally, fair and equal. Again, by 2030, our ambition is to create a positive social impact for everyone uh, across the IKEA value chain. And so these are ambitious goals that we've established, but they set a standard to really push ourselves to deliver on our ambition around positive change and then act as a leader in the area. Um, And in turn, we hope that this sets a good example, as we talked about before, of how businesses can achieve sustainable growth to prove, as we say, it's good business to be a good business. 
When we return, how Canadians feel about our impact on the planet and what IKEA is doing to further our collective aim. And here's something you maybe didn't know. You heard that IKEA founder Ingvar Kamprad grew up in Smallland, Sweden, right? But did you also know that that's the reason those ball-filled play areas are also called Smallland? Well, now you do. Of course, IKEAs have cafes, but so does Korea. It's a virtual space where you can enjoy the exchange of ideas, trends, concerns, and so much more. Go to kreacafe.ca. Now, back to our conversation on Real Time with IKEA's Jeff McDonald. A recent study said that four-fifths of Canadians acknowledge that their actions as consumers have a global impact. We are seeing that what we do does indeed have an impact. So what responsibility, Jeff, do companies have to educate customers on the footprint of their buying behavior? Yeah, it's a good question. Transparency in operations uh, and the impact that companies have uh, nowadays has become an expectation of consumers. And people expect companies to do their part when it comes to sustainability. And so it's important for us at IKEA and our approach of us doing a little and the customer doing a little, just as we have in terms of uh, assembling articles, um, that we each have a shared role in uh, being more sustainable in, in how we operate. So it's, it's fantastic that customers uh, generally have greater awareness uh, of their impact uh, and the challenges facing the planet today. And so it allows us, it gives us the opportunity to provide the information that is critical to consumers, to our customers, to know that when they use our goods, when they're using our services, what impact that has to help them decide how they can choose. And, and particularly when shopping, identifying the, you know, the renewable resources that we use in our products, the energy efficiency that uh, our products provide, that information we think is critical and does inspire Canadians to know how to live more sustainably. And so we did some research last fall uh, and we found that 68% of Canadians say that buying back and reselling furniture uh, is something that furniture retailers should be doing. As well, 80% uh, say that retailers should sell secondhand options at a discount. And then 74% say it's important for retailers to keep their products from ending up in landfills. So this is, it's been a part of our business for some time, but our circular hubs, our as-is sections, uh, very much provide the opportunity and the information for consumers to take the actions on their part to live more sustainably. Since most people want to live more sustainably, what value do you think realtors can bring to the table to help? Yeah, I think um, realtors occupy a critical space, uh, along with home furnishing retailers like IKEA, in terms of the ability to have a real impact in how people can live more sustainably. But homes are where people spend so much of their time. No more so than in the last three years, right? Homes became everything to us. Absolutely. And you know what? We, we noticed that our relationship with our homes fundamentally changed mm-hmm. and how we see our homes based on the pandemic. And I think we all took time, I know I certainly did, to reevaluate the aspects of our, of our home and how we want to interact with them and, and what we can uh, perhaps achieve uh, with a little bit of inspiration uh, to make it the place that we, that since we spend so much time there, including during, uh, you know, a pandemic period, that it has a, a, what's around us, the building itself, 
but what's in it uh, has a profound impact on us. And so uh, it also, in terms of whether it be the impact of, of the, the house that we live in, the uh, apartment, whatever it may be, um, and the home furnishing accessories that are in it, it can determine how sustainable we are in our living. So as we've talked about, we know that people want to live more sustainably, but they so often don't know how to. So as I think about this, in particular when purchasing a home, there's so many considerations uh, and, and quite frankly, stress yeah. <laughs> um, that can come with it that while it may be you know, a closely held ideal or desire to live sustainably, without adequate support, it, it can be really difficult to navigate and be able to make the decision that is the more sustainable decision. So I think it's a real opportunity for realtors to offer that value-added perspective. When evaluating properties for purchase, what are the systems, as you mentioned? Uh, what are the considerations from an environmental perspective in that area that make a particular property more or less sustainable? Uh, and of course, also when advising on home sales, uh, what can be done in that home to make it more appealing from a sustainability perspective? Because we do know, based on our research, that this is becoming an increasingly important aspect of consumers. Um, so, you know, as for synergies between realtors and, and IKEA, you know, we, as I mentioned, we, we study this um, and we identify what's important for, for customers in their homes. And so from an IKEA perspective, it's, you know, lighting and energy efficiency. So our, our entire range has been LED for years. Mm-hmm. Um, we've moved to rechargeable batteries across our range. And we've got affordable window coverings that regulate the temperature in your home to decrease the reliance on on climate control. And then we've also got a range of home smart products um, that can help, uh, you know, put your lighting on timers, um, respond to voice commands in order to be uh, more efficient. And we've got our faucets. So it's a it's a range of taps, dishwashers, shower, sink accessories that are that are water saving and energy efficient. And they're just they're they're simple investments that go a long way, um, and and quite frankly worth pointing out to prospective home buyers and sellers um, as to the value that a particular property uh, can give. Our conversation with Jeff McDonald continues in a moment, and next up, finding out what matters to those around you, and then focusing on authenticity. Some wise words as we wrap up episode thirty nine of Real Time. Keep track of the latest real estate trends and, maybe more importantly, the reasons behind them at CREA.ca. Experts and fellow realtors tell the real stories, their impact on you and your clients, and might even help you prepare for the future in the second half of this year. Now, back to Jeff McDonald as we continue our talk about sustainability and what that word means to us in business and really every aspect of our lives. Finally, Jeff, what advice can you offer businesses that haven't yet considered a sustainability strategy? Yeah, you know, it's it's important to start where you are. It's to know what matters to your customers and what matters to your coworkers. And then think about how you can facilitate that. Um, and what's most important when thinking about a sustainability strategy is to be authentic. And we talked about authenticity before. Yeah. In order to be that true role model, it needs to be felt each day in your operations 
that we want to do this either because it's what our customers are asking, it's what our coworkers uh, are asking, it's what is our fundamental purpose. And that will allow you to be authentic and ensure the commitment to the purpose is there because uh, deviations um, in this area will be scrutinized closely uh, and, and goodwill uh, will be lost easily if it isn't truly authentic. Um, and as I mentioned before, it really is uh, focused on doing more and saying less. Take action. It doesn't, they don't have to be huge actions at the beginning. They can be small actions. It doesn't matter how small, uh, but every effort makes a difference. And it's to focus on those simple things, easily accessible and digestible that get you going. And that builds a momentum in terms of uh, really uh, creating sustainable change. You've had some very successful ad campaigns, including Start the Car, which I think everybody (laughs) says when they get a good deal on something. But the other three words, one little thing, and that's what's resonating so much about our conversation here today and what you're saying, that you don't have to do, as the movie title goes, everything, everywhere, all at once. That, you know, just one little bit, you can be that drop in the ocean, but, but it's a start, right? That's exactly right. And that's a, it, it was a very successful campaign that, that we had. Um, and it, it's so true because it allows all of us to participate. This is not just a challenge that um, is either faced by large or small organizations or certain types of people. It's everyone. We all have a part of it. We all have a role to focus on how we can live more sustainably within the limits of the, uh, the resources of our planet. So it's, it's uh, incumbent upon all of us. And it needn't feel like a massive burden because really uh, just taking beginning with simple actions, they help. They help in and of themselves. But the more that we all take simple actions, the more that we see that this can be done. And particularly with IKEA products, uh, it can be done affordably. And so those elements, as we build them more and more into our way of living, um, it just it creates a snowball effect. And it brings more and more people on board to see that, hey, it is possible. Uh, from an IKEA perspective, it's possible to grow uh, a business, but do it in a sustainable way. So that's very much our mantra in terms of um, being able to be a leader in this space. And, and we're, we're super proud to be able to, to carry this message because it's very much values driven and purpose led that this is the impact that we want to have in our operation. Absolutely. And how do you justify the financial investment of operating more sustainably when the business case isn't always clear? Is it having that vision, making it your mission and how would you sort of make that message more digestible to smaller companies or smaller businesses? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. Um, it, it's, it's actually something that we tackle, you know, each year in our business planning. There are investments that we want to make that they're connected to our values, that it, it really does help to have fundamentally in our values that we want to be more people in Planet Positive, that that helps uh, to make the business case. Now, there are certainly uh, several investments in terms of uh, money or energy from a sustainability perspective that actually pay off quite quickly. So there are plenty of areas of uh, opportunity and investment, particularly with technology improving and energy costs increasing, that those investments uh, have an easy calculation. But where it's a bit more of a, of a murky or unclear business case, 
to link back to what I talked about before in terms of how we evaluate performance, it's helpful to have an expansive view of performance uh, of your business or organization and to understand how these sustainable investments create value for your organization in situations in which perhaps the strict, purely financial value is a little bit less clear. If it has a positive impact on the other elements in which you measure performance of your business, it will ultimately be successful for your business. And there's a, a saying from, from Ingvar, the founder, uh, is that what's good for our customers is also in the long run good for us. So we know that we can't continue to use strict financial or maybe even 20th century approaches to, to meet the 21st century demands. So fundamentally, we, we need to understand what creates value for us. And it goes back to our commitment and our belief that it's, quite frankly, good business to be a good business. And doesn't that relate to all of us and especially realtors? So thank you so very much for your time today and your message. We are very grateful. Right. Thank you, Aaron. It's been a pleasure. Real Time is a production of Alphabet Creative. We invite you to download all 39 episodes of Real Time to enjoy wherever and whenever you like on your favorite podcast platform. I'm your host, Aaron Davis, technical engineering by Rob Whitehead of Real Family Productions. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon on Real Time.